welcome to the Service Industry Podcast. Here, you'll learn ways to grow and scale your business, marketing strategies, and a step-by-step plan from people who have done what you're trying to do. You deserve success and freedom of your time. Now, here's your host, Matt Smith. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Hope you're doing well. Matt here, Service Industry Podcast. Uh, It is late where I am at. It is Friday and about 10.30 p.m. And I'm doing this podcast tonight because uh, it's the only time I got, man. I've been so, so busy. My businesses are just out of control busy and their priority. And so funny. Sometimes we get people that are like, hey, Matt, why aren't you doing more podcasts? Or like, why don't you put out more videos? It's like, well, because I'm running legitimate companies. So sorry about that. But we're doing our best to keep you guys uh, informed and keeping podcasts out there. Today we're talking about something um, that I think is actually really important and that a lot of people don't understand. Um, and I think a lot of people don't do what I'm going to talk about because they it makes them feel like they have a small business. Um, but what they don't realize is people actually like it. And so uh, before we dive in, if you are a new listener, welcome to the show. This is for home service business providers. If you own a home service company, servicing, residential, commercial, whatever, doesn't matter, um, this is for you. And so we are all about helping you grow and scale a more systemized home service business so you have more freedom of your time and so you can make more money. Cool? Um, If you are a returning guest, welcome back as always. You guys know I'm so thankful for you guys. Um, Without you, we do not have a podcast, right? We don't keep doing this. So um, we've got 80 some reviews here on iTunes. And as always, I'm going to ask you guys, please, 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 if you listen to this on iTunes, leave us an iTunes review and also shout us out on Facebook, put us in a Facebook group for whatever home service Facebook group you're in, whatever it is. If you find value in this, uh, tell other people about it. Okay. Um, So I'm going to run through an email I got today from my home service company. And like I've said on previous episodes, those emails go to our office, but they also go to my phone um, because I like to know, you know, what is going on and and making sure everything's getting taken care of. Um, And then also if I have to respond to things, right, if they want to talk to an owner or manager or whatever, I'm there to respond. Um, And we got a a one-star review the other day. Um, I'm laying in bed. It's about 10 o'clock at night and my phone lights up and we get a one-star Google review. I'm like, what in the world? Like, I mean, we have a, we have a few bad reviews, right? We service thousands of customers a year, but I mean, like I cannot remember the last time we got a bad review. And so long story short, I look at it and it was a lady who asked for a quote and she never got one from us. She's like, it's been two weeks. I haven't got my quote. They told me I'd have it within 24 hours. And she was mad, she frustrated, right? And so she left us a bad review. Now, do I think that you leave a review on a company because they didn't give you a quote? No, but she did. And, you know, to her, it was justifiable. So um, I made sure that quote got done the first thing the next morning. It was done by literally 8 o'clock, 8 a.m. Gets emailed over to her from our office. And today she emails us back at about 5.50 p.m., It says this, hi, Sheila, I ended up going with another service. Thanks for trying on your end. I have my own business. So I take things like a 24 hour turnaround statement, which turns into two weeks pretty seriously. Had Kimberly not referred you, 
all, I would not have even called back the second time. So this lady not only didn't get her quote, she called back a second time asking for it, and it still somehow slipped through the cracks. And she was a referral. Okay, so I see this, so I respond right away. Hi, Joanne. I totally understand. We are so busy and very understaffed due to the labor type positions being hard to fill. Your quote slipped through the cracks as our sales staff has been fulfilling labor the last few weeks. We have to- we we take total responsibility for that. I apologize for the bad experience. I noticed today you left us a one-star review on Google. If there's anything we can do to get you to remove that, we would appreciate it. If you look at our reviews on multiple sites, one star is far from our normal operations. We do make mistakes. However, I do apologize. Okay, have a good weekend. And then she responds right away. Hang here with me, guys. I'll remove the review as you totally fessed up. We send out $10 Panera gift cards when my company makes a mistake. I don't have to send out many, but I don't have to send many out, but we own up. So thanks for that. Have a good one. So right there, she says, I'm going to remove it because you were honest with me and you took the blame, right? I've talked about this. Maybe on the last show it was like, own up to your mistakes. I'm telling you, it always pays off. So conversation still goes. I said, thank you. We do a couple thousand jobs a year and we do our best to be perfect, but it never fails. We always mess up a few jobs a year, but we always do our best to make it right. In the future, hopefully we can earn your business. Thanks for being so understanding. She responds, how about this? If you can get my home done before June 30th, I'll go with you. Keep in mind, she already scheduled somebody else. If you can get my home done by June 30th, I'll go with you. That's when it's scheduled for. And as you know, I was trying to get this done two weeks ago. Now, it's because I like you. Saw your site. You're a young go-getter. Two of my kids work with me. They're 26 and 23. I expect them to act like you are. Guys, first off, a couple of lessons here. The first lesson is own up to your mistakes. If you make a mistake, take 100% responsibility. It is your fault, right? You guys hear me preach this stuff like over and over and over. I did that and this is what happens. The second thing, which is what this podcast is about, she went to our website after I apologized, after I took responsibility. And she goes to our website and she looks us up. She wants to know more about us. She's impressed that we took responsibility for what we did, right? And she goes to our About Us page. And by the way, our website's actually pretty outdated. It's getting all rebuilt right now. But the About Us page has a picture of one of our trucks. Uh, I believe there's a picture of me on it. And it says a little bit about us, my age, uh, when we started the company, kind of the mission of the business, real short and sweet, but just a little paragraph. Goes and reads that, right? That page does not make us look like a franchise, like a, a $10, $20 million company. It makes us look like a little, a little local business, right? But here's what it did. It connected her with me. And for her, that was a touch point. For her, she's an entrepreneur, right? So she thinks like we do. And when she sees a young guy out there trying to make something of himself and growing a legitimate business that does thousands of jobs a year, and she knows that she actually had a really good experience on the phone with her office that, hey, I can't not like this guy. Like, I want to not like him, but he apologized. He fessed up. He said it was all his fault. He took total responsibility, right? He's a young dude who's out there trying to make something. And guess what? The guy just made a mistake, and I can't not like him. Like, I just can't. 
And so what does she do? She calls her current company and she cancels with them and goes with us, even though it took us two weeks to get her a quote, even though we offered probably the worst possible customer experience as far as getting an estimate that you possibly could. I'm just telling you guys, it is not that hard to win, right? What we did was wrong, but the way we handled it was right. And I'm telling you, I'm beating this over and over into your minds because it seems so simple, but nobody's doing it, okay? And so here's the deal. I want you guys to begin to tell your story. What is the story of your business? I want people to know who you are as the owner. I want them to know why you started your company. And I want you to relay this everywhere, I want you to become involved with your community and people know who you are. You guys, over the years, I have built so many connections through my business that in my town now, there's just really nobody else to go to, right? Yeah, they're buying from the Dirt Hunter, but they're buying from Matt Smith because they know me. When people refer, they refer people to Matt Smith. Oh, it's Matt Smith's company. He's a trustworthy guy. He started this business when he was 22, 23 years old. He's employing people from the community. He's doing awesome things. Okay, this is not tooting my own horn. This is simply from me telling my story and not being afraid of people knowing it. Too many of you guys are out there and on your website and on your Facebook page are posting content because in a way that is in your head making people think that you're a huge corporation or franchise or multi-million dollar company and you think that's what people want. But what people really want is to buy from somebody that they can trust. And what we have found is when people are buying from a local company and they know they're reputable, they're much more apt to trust them. And they're even more apt to trust them if they know you and they know your story. This is just basic reputation 101. There's a, a girl in our uh, our town, Dr. Wax. I'd actually like to have her on the podcast. I think she'd bring a lot of value. She's an orthodontist, okay? She has the largest orthodontic practice in the state of Michigan. And she lives in her orthodontic practice is in our small town of 4,000 people. So what does that mean? That means people from all over the freaking place are driving to our little town in the middle of nowhere and going to her office to get work done on their grill, right? On their teeth. Why? Well, she offers this thing called Invisalign. And basically, it's a, a way to straighten your teeth without people being able to notice you got like this weird braces, mouth guard thing in, right? It's invisible. And when she started her practice, Invisalign said, hey, we don't think you should open up a shop in Linden. Everything, all the stats are telling us this is a bad idea. There's not enough people, right? There's not as much money as we would like to see in that area, okay? And she said, no, I'm starting a business in my hometown. I'm doing this. I want to give back to my com my community. This was her mission. It didn't matter what all the stats said. And so long story short, probably five years ago now, she starts this orthodontic business. And after probably, I think she said like eight to 10 years of school, she goes out and starts this. She gets involved in the community. She begins to tell her story. She begins to give back to the community in ways that 
are almost impossible to match. When I say she's involved, she's involved in everything, okay? And here's the cool part. It's her personality. It's who she is. It's not forced. Now, for me, if I was going to go sponsor an event or I was going to go do a, you know, a charity or a, she does this kayaking thing to raise money for, for adoption, for dogs and all that stuff, like that is not my personality. So I don't thrive there. However, I do understand the importance of networking with everybody. So I am able to do that. But she does it on such a high level, guys. She went from not existing five years ago to now having the largest practice in Michigan. Okay? Like now Invisalign is coming to her and saying, how are you doing this? What are you guys doing different? Like this doesn't even make sense. But why are people buying from her? Because they know her story. They love what she's doing. They love that she's giving back to their community and they trust her because of all of that combined, right? She's telling her story in a way. She's outliving it on the streets. She's not just sitting behind a keyboard putting out Facebook posts. You guys need to begin to think the same way and it's totally possible. You need to become the go-to people for whatever it is you offer because you are that guy. You are that gal. They know you. You've networked. You should be at every networking event you can possibly be to, especially if it's early on in your business. I'm telling you guys, this is crucial. I heard somebody say this, and I'm going to 100% butcher this, but long story short, you have to be the guy or gal when, they, when your service is talked about, everybody in your area, like you are that guy. There is nobody else. Like you are the best at what you offer, period. It's the best customer experience. It's the best service, et cetera, right? And for me, and this, again, I feel even weird talking about this because like I'm not tooting my own horn, I promise. But long, but what I'm trying to say is this, like there are reviews on our site. There are people that share our post and they don't share our Dirt Hunter post and say, great company. Most of the time they share a post and say, Matt's a great owner. Matt's a great guy. Stand up guy, trustworthy guy, right? Even though they know these guys that I'm not the one going out to service the homes, they know that, hey, if anything goes wrong, I'm the guy that they can come to and I'm the guy that will always make it right. I will lose my entire bank account to make something right because it's just the right thing to do. And the more you network with people and the more you develop relationships with people and the more you tell your story to people, the faster your business is going to grow, the more loyal your customer base is going to become. And just like this email that I read off at the, at the beginning of this podcast, that is going to happen to you more and more. Now, is it ideal that we even had to go through that to get that job? No, right? It was a referral. We would have landed it no matter what if we would have just got out there and did what we told her we were going to do. But the reality is, is we messed up and we, everybody messes up. You've messed up in your business probably today, right? How are you going to handle it? And it's that simple. So I just want to jump on here because guys, I want you to begin to tell your story to people. I want you to begin to put it on your website, put it on your social, push it hard. People love hearing your story. 
Okay, yeah, it's cool to post a picture of a job you're doing, but why don't you post a picture of yourself with a little bio about why you started your business and what you're standing for and put that on your about page, on your website. And that way, when people show up on your website and they have no clue who you are and they don't know whether or not they can trust you, then they click on that about us page and they see a picture of the owner and they can read everything about them, it just gives you that little advantage over your competition. I'm telling you guys, it works. And this email right here is exact proof of that. She didn't know my age until she read that About Us page. She didn't know our story until she read that. If we didn't have that on our website, we may have never landed the job. She may have not had that connection, right? She may just went on her way and say, oh, I took down the review, he apologized, like, you know, whatever, but I'm not using them. But when she went to my page and connected with me, she wanted to not like me, but she couldn't. She couldn't not like us. We did everything right. And we just happened to connect with her on a, on a very personal level. So that's my rant for tonight. Tell your story. Be authentic, guys. Be authentic. Do not try to push something you're not. People can smell it. And the reality is, is people aren't interested in that at all. People want authentic content. If you can begin to do that, if you can begin to think like that, that's why some of these people are out buying out, buying camera equipment and microphones and all this other stuff for their business. I'm like, dude, how about if you're out washing a house or cutting the lawn, pull out your iPhone turn on the video and point it at you like a selfie and start talking and then post that on your website or post that on your Facebook page. It's authentic. It doesn't feel produced. People trust that. And there's literally been studies and tests done that content like that actually converts higher. Many of you guys know I own an e-commerce business and we are finding that people trust content like that much more than they trust uh, highly produced content. It's a weird thing, but I'm telling you, man, we live in this world where you're able to literally make your face look perfect on Instagram by these little filters and all that BS, right? Like you can make yourself look like literally a model, but if you actually took a picture and just posted it, you'd scare half the city, me included, right? We live in this world where everything can be manipulated and we don't really know what's real and what's false. How about the news? You can't even trust the freaking news station anymore. So the more authentic content you can put out and share your story in an authentic way, people are going to begin to trust that more and they will actually enjoy your content and engage with it more. So we'll go into that a different day. That's for a whole nother topic. But I hope you guys got something out of this. And I just want to share it with you because I like to share real life, you know, real life examples with you guys. Like this happened to me this evening, right? And here's the other thing, guys. She started emailing us at 5.50 p.m. I didn't get done talking to her until a little after seven. She literally said the last email, it's Friday night and it's late. Quit working and I'll talk to you guys next week, right? Like she she was appreciative that, hey, I understand it's after hours and a Friday. Long story short, man, you just gotta go above and beyond, right? 
go above and beyond and be authentic. And I'm telling you, it is almost always going to work out. This episode of the Service Industry Podcast has ended, but be sure to check out our other episodes. Please subscribe to the podcast if it has brought you any value. And as always, don't forget to rate and review the show. Does your home service business need help getting new customers? Matt's company, Service Industry Marketer, can help. Service Industry Marketer specializes in print marketing, Google AdWords management, and Facebook ad management. Visit serviceindustrymarketer.com for more information. See you in the next episode.